Hello, lovely listeners. Before we get to the episode, we want to take a moment to address the June 24th, 2022 Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the right to have a safe and legal abortion. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and for their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all. Learn more by visiting choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. If you're able to support others, please consider donating to abortion funds. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Unknown. Today, yes. Christina is going to be telling us an historia unknown. <laughs> that Sorry. is true. Um, I paused for dramatic effect. No, that was good. That was dramatic. I liked it. Yeah, I'm going to be telling you about eugenics in uh, California specifically. Yeah. Okay. Summarize it very shortly, yes. But first, before we even get into the topic at all, there's a video that I want you to watch, and I'm going to be playing it at the same time. So go ahead and watch it. And Okay. I saw the title. <laughs> okay, what is the title? It says, be careful with Latinas. Okay. Can, it's a white guy, so I already know I'm going to hate it. <laughs> okay. Is that yours? Right is that yours? Mm-hmm. right there did he yeah. just say that he did he did say that yeah i know this isn't even the worst part for me okay you gotta be careful with her you on birth control <laughs> maybe maybe not now you need certified yes from them okay don't fuck with that pull out method with latinas okay what was the last part actually i i i'm not done he just said that you have to come on their back that's why they call them wetbacks oh my god oh that's not even oh i have only seen the first clip before that you didn't Um, see that you didn't know because i saw this on tiktok but the tiktok i had saved was deleted they probably got taken down for community guideline violations but it was a reaction to this oh um so i only saw up to where he says the belly stuff so that's actually the only part i was talking about i don't want to subject you to the rest well i was gonna finish it only you're gonna finish it i'm gonna go where you're at oh i see oh my god i'm so annoyed i just looked at the comments the first comment says the fact that the whole crowd is laughing at all of his jokes gives me hope that our country isn't totally lost. Fuck this guy. Anyway, I can't. So, who, who is this woman who went, came to this racist guy's show? I want to slap her. Yes, yes. But had you heard that before? Because I didn't know it was a thing growing up in California with only more latino latina people black people asian people not a lot of white people until we moved to modesto right but Mm -hmm. had you heard this before yeah and i don't know where honestly i think it's like on tv shows or some media okay but i can't like specifically say 
yeah, the whole thing is like, oh, watch out with Latinas because they're like, they get pregnant so easily, right? The first time yeah. I heard it was with the only white, full white guy I've ever dated. Red literally flag. said that to me. Yeah, red flag. Being fully white. Yeah, and I, I was like, that's weird. <laughs> but I didn't say anything at the time. Uh, but yeah, when I first heard it, I was like, that's a strange thing to say about a group of people because like, why? Right? However, yeah. this quote-unquote joke is rooted in eugenics. Hmm. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, so I read this book called Eugenic Nation for this episode specifically, and some of it touched on sterilizations. The other part of it touched on the thought that Mexicans are quote-unquote dirty, and that informed a lot of immigration policies. So I'm going to be focusing on the sterilization portion of it, not I am going to do another episode. So basically, this thought that, you know, the thought of the dirty Mexican and the hyper breeder Mexican women. You know where I feel like I first heard that about like Mexican women having a bunch of kids. It's from anti-immigrant sentiments from like when we were growing up and like yes. the whole anchor baby anchor rhetoric babies, and things yeah. like that. And yeah. all of that, all of that dates back to eugenics because um, the eugenic movement was so big and like open and fine in the 1900s and from yeah. like 1900 up to like, and you can hear it today in these stupid fucking jokes. Uh, you can hear How, it today. When was that from? I don't know. It that doesn't matter was from when it's like from, this like, year. Oh my god! Yeah, and and yeah, and people are laughing, and they're like, "Oh my this god!" Is funny. One However, of the com- sorry, I need to stop uh-huh. looking at the comments. But yeah, one of the comments says, the comments. "Bro, as an ex-illegal alien, I burst out laughing." You self-hating dumb bitch. If this is <laughs> even a white person actually pretending to be pretending to quote, be an illegal yeah. alien, just like they do on Reddit all the time, they pretend the to time. be black people. Yeah, or I love seeing the tweets where people forget to change accounts, and then it's their normal yeah. account, and they're like, "As a black man." <laughs> Um, But yeah, so yeah, all of this is rooted in eugenics. And so um, I'm trying to think of the direction I want to go in this first. I will touch a little bit on. So and this goes back to even like the construction of the Panama Canal, where they thought like that Latino people were just more dirty. And so they didn't put up any cleaning policies for the camps for the workers there and so many of them died because of um typhoid i think typhoid is the one that's spread by mosquitoes it was some disease spread by mosquitoes so they put Uh up like preventions for this disease and for the entrapment of mosquito like the spread of mosquitoes everywhere except the the latino workers that were at the panama canal So like indigenous workers, people that lived in Panama and people that were brought over from other countries like Mexico to work on this place. They didn't set up any any uh, sort of preventment treatments there. And so the disease spread there because they didn't do anything to prevent it in the first place. And they were trying to act that it was because they were dirty. Yeah. And they started acting like it's because they were all dirty and that's why they were all the one they were the ones dying. But just the fact that it was like a g- group of people in one place who's going to spread this disease. But that's neither here nor there. That's not my point today. I will. I am going to do a separate episode on that because um, this 
from those days, they brought those beliefs to eugenic conventions in the United States. And then they were like, oh, well, this group of people, they're all dirty. And these these policies were all placed on Mexican-Americans mainly. And then after that, followed by uh, Asian, um, especially Filipino communities in California, too. But mostly Mexicans. And this informed uh, a lot of the rules for who can come into the country. So they started limiting Mexican immigration, right? Um, this made it so people that were going through the Bracero program had to go and get kerosene baths uh, that at the border. Extremely yes. toxic. And I'm sure you might have heard of it in Texas, but yeah. there was a bath riot um, that was people fighting against these toxic ass fucking showers. And um, I mean, among other things, this is just like barely touching the surface on all the the things that eugenics had a part in. But it's just, it's, it makes me even more mad because over the past few days, I've seen like three videos on Twitter and TikTok of like white people literally openly admitting like that they don't wash their hands in the bathroom. I don't know if you heard of these two people. I don't know what the podcast is called, but they have videos all over TikTok just saying outrageous shit. I'm going to send it to you so you can see. Well, White people be coming out all the time saying shit like that they don't shower, that they don't wash their body, that yes, they don't wash so their asses. This is another one of those. And then they have the nerve um, to call us dirty. It. Yeah. We about I'm Not to mention this. that the, the early European colonists didn't shower and didn't know how to be clean. Yeah. I don't know so if that's I'm, true or not, but that's what I hear all the time. I'm I hear sure that too. True. I believe it. Just hearing, seeing how they are now to this day. Looking at them. This is them by, oh, you're going to open it right now. Yeah. But okay. so these people, they've said some outrageous shit. Honestly, I'm hoping that they're just lying they for the like views. They look like they don't shower. They look like they don't shower. Yes. They're they hoping what? Gross. I'm hoping they're just lying for views. Oh. Because this is disgusting. But watch I mean, it. looking at her hair, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, why did I think you were talking about guys, though? No, okay, this is just one. I'm going to send you another one. Oh, okay. Also, we talked about this. Yes. Boys washing their hand, that means your dick's dirty. If you have to wash your hand after you pee, what, do you get a dirty dick? What? And why do girls have to wash it? We don't touch nothing. We don't even touch nothing. Are they not wiping? Take a shit, wash your hands. I will wash my hands when I take a shit, always. Yes, but what do you, why do I have to wash my hands? What? I'm not sticking my hand up my vagina. You know how are they wiping? Did no one teach them how to wipe? Um, you don't even stick if, your hand even up. if you're <laughs> even if you're like using toilet paper and just doing like a padding motion, like you just peed and you're touching the toilet paper that's touching your pee. Yeah, <laughs> like what's wrong with them? Yeah, and so I mean they just go on saying a bunch of nonsense. What the hell? I'm sorry, just put your hands in there if you're already turning it on. Like, don't be nasty. Okay, now scroll up. This is why the pandemic is still happening. Yes. Oh, now scroll, scroll up. up. There's another. Yeah. There's another thread. I need to open it back up. Okay. Because that's the other okay. one that I'm talking about. Are white people okay? No. No. Never. Not bathing your children. Bathing, but we bathe very rarely. Oh, my God. I'm so happy that you're talking about this. Yeah. She didn't have a bath. Yeah, like we didn't bathe her for the first whole part of her childhood. What? Now we basically bathe her as she asks for it because it's fun or she's exceptionally dirty. We really wanted to keep her skin microbiome 
as healthy and intact, even if it's just rinsing with water, our water has chlorine in it and all kinds of other preservatives and different chemicals that I just didn't want to expose her to. This show and being married to my wife has opened me up to so many more thought processes. And that one is long, but basically you get the gist of it in that first portion of it. Unless you want to watch the whole thing. No, no, I'm not going to watch the whole thing. What the fuck? This is why... This is uh-huh. why COVID is still around because these yeah. people don't wash their hands <laughs> and they go around trying to shake people's hands. You know what? So after I watched, um, I was young. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, it's one. Uh, it's a Martin Lawrence movie um, where he comes out of jail or Blue something. Blue Yes. Yeah. And so he's like in the office, but he's like up in the vents because he's, he's looking. Vents. For, yeah. Yeah. He's looking for the diamond that he's trying to steal or whatever. And then he sees this white guy in his office and this fucking guy. I, I don't remember if he like touches his ass or like, you know, his uh, testicular area. Mm-hmm. But his hand is like down there. Rubbing around, around or whatever. Yeah. And then he comes out and he's trying to shake people's hands. Mm-hmm. And yeah. ever since then, I've <laughs> never wanted to shake anyone's hands. And sometimes people just do it. And I still feel like obligated because like it's like socially, you know, yeah. wrong, yeah. I guess. And mm-hmm. it's like pre-COVID, it was even worse to not shake people's hands. I think now yeah. it's like more acceptable to be like, oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but either way, I have my little hand sanitizer Okay, and my purse. Yes, yes. Because I don't know where your fucking hands been. Uh huh. And uh-huh. knowing these that two they don't greasy wash looking their hands. bitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and also potlucks. I'm glad that they're not oh. like a thing anymore. <laughs> I just think about. <laughs> I think about all the potlucks I've I partook uh, in the I'll army. Still eat some food. <laughs> we we've had a few where people will bring stuff and okay. I'll eat it. I don't know. Um, after watching these videos, I'm not but sure. If if someone's like cubicles like dirty and they bring something, I don't eat their food. <laughs> but I think even yeah, because of COVID, I, most people bring like packaged stuff now too. Like if we are having something, yes, that too. Um, but yeah, so coming across these videos as I was reading this book, I was <sighs> so mad because as Latina people, as Latinos, as indigenous people, as black people, as Asians, you don't have the luxury to be gross. Like, this is such a privileged thing. Yeah, because, like, again, people make And you don't have the privilege of not bathing your children. Because what are Mm -hmm. the the school people going to do when they see your kids strolling up? Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, all this just is not very directly related to the topic i just wanted to show you because i was like reading up on this and then coming across (laughs) these videos no because i'm focusing on the sterilization part of eugenics not the the dirty quote dirty aspect i'm leaving there now not the quote-unquote dirty mexican yeah yeah that's gonna be a separate episode where i'm probably gonna talk about the the bath uh riot Mm. which i'm gonna call an uprising not a riot yeah yeah (laughs) so um now that was all like without my notes but now focusing on my notes (laughs) what a wild ride you took me on sorry i know i this was (laughs) necessary though um because i came across it this week and i needed to talk about it so yes um to go back to just eugenics i feel like 
when we hear about it, you know, growing up in school or even in college, it's only touched on when you learn about World War II. And I don't know that yeah. the word is actually used. I was just going to say, I don't even think, though, I, I at least like not in high school, I don't think they actually described what it was as eugenics. Like, I, I think no. I do remember hearing like genocide, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but eugenics. I don't think Mm-mm. so, because then they would have had to, you know, acknowledge the eugenics here in the United States or something. Right. So some things are not brought up. Yes, exactly. I feel like because of that. Yeah. So even even less mentioned is that um, a lot of the Nazi eugenic policies were inspired by the United States. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's like not at all mentioned. But eugenicists in California were in touch with Nazi members and oh, were that like I didn't applauding. Know, but of course yes. they were. And they were like applauding and celebrating the laws that they were placing, like marriage laws. They were placing sterilization laws, too, that were directly inspired by laws in the United States. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and for anyone that, I mean, doesn't know, I feel like most people do. But eugenics is the study of how to arrange reproduction within a human population to increase the occurrence of heritable characteristics regarded as desirable so bettering a race um bettering the human population and you know what i don't think i've ever heard like the official (laughs) definition of eugenics well that was it i've like (laughs) always akin to like you said like improving or bettering a race or like not quote race mixing blah 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 Uh uh-huh yeah and this was developed largely by someone named sir francis galton as a method of improving the human race Supposedly. But eugenics is unscientific and racially biased, obviously. Like, it's not real science. (laughs) It's not grounded in anything (laughs) real. And yet people continue to, like, believe in this rhetoric. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. And and it's so common or so okay to make these jokes rooted in eugenics. Like, some of our our jokes and stereotypes come directly from eugenics. And, like, I don't know how much people realize that like when they're telling those jokes yeah this is why these jokes are not funny to me ever no never happen so dehumanizing (laughs) like i can't believe that guy like i want to find him and i want to punch him yeah yeah and everyone's gonna know because i'm gonna play the clip i'm gonna play i want to go back to like before i knew he existed (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry yeah i don't know the guy's name because i don't want to learn it but yeah i didn't know people made outright straight up uh mm-hmm. racist ass jokes like that still like i thought yeah people no. were can- <laughs> canceled you thought for people that were better no no i, I want to cancel, cancel i thought people made real. jokes like in more subtle ways and like mm. they were still like sexist and racist but like subtly but this is the most <laughs> what is gross. the other word that is not subtle the opposite of that what is that i can't remember that word obvious not obvious but yeah i know what but it's like ob- it's like the most yeah yeah mm-hmm outright yeah. like straight up racist flat out and I, yeah and sexist mm-hmm. i was just mm-hmm. i'm yeah i am like baffled <laughs> that he exists today and like i said i hope that one day i see him and recognize him because he looks like any old white guy you know basic yeah ass, you can't you can't mustache ass having scrawny yeah. ass bitch like i really want to <laughs> fight him but okay let's go let's move on oh man yeah so sterilizations in the name of eugenics disproportionately affected black indigenous brown and Latino, Latina people. 
mass sterilizations took place in California, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, and Oregon, to name a few. Wow, I didn't know. 32 states. Wow. Had official, Ugh. official sterilization laws. Puerto Ricans also suffered sterilizations from the 1930s to the 1970s, where approximately one third of Puerto Rican women were sterilized. Oh my God. That's going to be a separate episode because that's a whole nother topic. But this was so common in Puerto Rico. It was known as La Operacion. Like people just referred to it mm, as the operation. Wow. Infuriating. This episode, I'm going to be focusing on California. So um, because these these laws uh, mostly affected Mexican-Americans and Mexicans in California, but also it's like, what, you know how most things usually affect like black and indigenous people the most? Mm-hmm. These laws specifically were like focused on Mexicans, like these sterilization wow. laws. They um, And uh, I'm going to focus on the 1900s to like the 1940s. No, 60s, maybe. But there's also, I mean, like, it hasn't stopped. There was a 1970s 70s sterilizations um, that came to light in the Madrig- Madrig- Madrigal versus Killigan. I don't know how to say that last name. Um, case, this was a court case, but this is the one I'm sure you've heard of the movie called No Mas Bebes. I don't know if I have. Mm, okay, well, this movie documents the sterilizations from the 1970s, which is basically all took place in L.A. County hospitals where oh, women were. Oh, I that's think what the I movie, have um, the movie we watched. Madres. Yeah, it's based that's on what that? this. Yeah, this is that's what this case is. Oh, OK. That situation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to be another episode because that's a whole nother set of sterilizations that targeted Mexican women um, that were not the ones I'm talking about today. Man. And then on top of that, you add um, in 2013, in 2014, there was sterilizations that disproportionately affected black and Mexican women uh, in prisons, in California prisons. Oh. And they were done um, without permission. All of these were done without permission. When did you say this was? This was 2014 and 13 in prisons. Hmm. Because essentially the prison system replaced what these institutions were, the ones that I'm going to be talking about today, which were like home for, I mean, what we know today as, which is not the proper term for them, but quote unquote insane asylums. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's basically what the giant like prison system replaced all these homes and then multiplied it. By a ton. Um, And then on top of that, you add in the, the ice sterilizations that came to light in 2020 so yeah they just they don't stop right it's still depressing yeah (sighs) these like i said these sterilization laws were mostly applied to places that they called reformatories um state hospitals or insane asylums um so out of the states that i mentioned california is like the highest the biggest culprit Out of all the sterilizations that occurred in the United States between 1907 and 1979, the state of California uh, performed how many of them? Hold on. I wrote one third. One third of all sterilizations. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I think it's a total of 20,000 that were sterilized under these laws. It is unclear to me if that was in all of the United States or in just California. I didn't write that down. 
too high of a number. No matter what. No yeah. matter. Yeah. And of these 20,000, those with Spanish last names were affected the most. It's like they were sought out. Wow. So that's why it affected Mexicans the most. Because they literally looked for the the Spanish-looking last names. And the majority were not, like, Spanish people from Spain. They were Mexicans. In California, four institutions were responsible for these sterilizations. Uh, Patton, they were... Um, yeah, these are the names of them, I think. No, I think I wrote down the cities and then I accidentally wrote down the names. Sorry. So Patton, Stockton, Sonoma, and Pacific Colony. Stockton. Um, Stockton, yeah. Wow. Which I had no idea. I'm not surprised, I guess. <laughs> um, And the, the... I mean, they were all involuntary without permission or with, like, a sneaky way to get permission where people didn't mm. know what they were signing. Like a manipulative way, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And many were performed on teenagers. My God. So when a teen was misbehaving, quote-unquote misbehaving, missing school... Um, they'd be sent to court for truancy. And um, many teenage girls were sent for truancy and quote-unquote sexual deviance. Which is was literally just... In many cases, it was actually them being abused, not them having oh sex. Oh my god. Yeah. And they were placed in these homes um, through court mandates. Another common reason for placement in these homes was dementia praecox, I think is how you say it, which back then was used for some for a mental deterioration that included hallucinations and delusions, which today we would call schizophrenia. I've never heard that before. Yeah, me neither until I read this book. Wait, did you say what the book was called? Sorry. Yeah, Eugenic Nation. Okay, I like hella missed that. <laughs> mm, my bad. I said it a few times. Um. Mm. Okay, well, I missed every time. So. It reads like a textbook. Oh. But it is very informative. But it, yeah, it's like the, the textbook, basically. Mm. Um, was I falling asleep at times? A little bit. <laughs> but then I'd be shocked about what it said. Like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's yeah. truly awful, though. <laughs> no, it is it is horrible. Yeah. In these homes, they were given, an, uh, you know, not just in the homes. A lot of times... The school system in California was giving everyone IQ tests after they were created, which the IQ test is also racist and eugenic. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that, that was the whole purpose of it because um, it deemed Mexican-Americans, most Mexican-Americans were labeled as like dull um, along with the black people. And so a lot of times they were given these tests in school and in school, then they were they were like, oh, this is a feeble, feeble-minded student, and now they're truant, so we're going to place them in this home. Oh, my God. Which is basically like incarcerating someone for skipping school or for, quote-unquote, being feeble-minded. Um, so uh, sometimes they already had the IQ test done in school, in the school system. Other times they were sent to court and then placed in the home, and then the home would give them this IQ test. It would find them feeble-minded. Uh, and then that would qualify them for sterilization because um, they were trying to minimize the feeble-minded population. Mm. And so this, yeah, this justified sterilization, this diagnosis of feeble-mindedness. Mexican boys and men were labeled as delinquent and morons, while the girls were all categorized, 
the girls and women were all categorized as hyper breeders. Oh my god. Abusing welfare and then imbeciles on top of that. So that's why I showed you that clip to begin with because of the hyper breeder the hyper breeder mentality or no stereotype trope. stereotype trope yeah whatever you want to call it informed eugenics and yeah. uh, justified because they were like these people we don't want these quote i just don't even want to say it now but i know i guess feeble-minded uh-huh people that are hyper breeders to mm-hmm. keep making to more feeble-minded more, yes exactly oh my yeah. god that's why I hear the shit like that. I'm like, fuck this. Like, this isn't funny. Yeah. It's because, truly not. Yeah. People's rights were violated in the name of preventing these hyper breeders from having kids. Like, anyway. So those with Spanish last names were 2.4 times more likely to be sterilized compared to everyone else at these institutions. So that's like almost two and a half times more. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. The superintendents of these homes regularly discuss the need to reduce the economic burden of quote unquote defectives and their oh offspring through surgery. And these quote unquote defectives were everyone that wasn't white, but specifically Mexican people. Jesus. And they deliberately went out of their way to reduce these populations. And this, like I said throughout this whole thing, this belief, this, these thoughts, this school of thought, I guess is what I'm trying uh-huh. to say, is persist today in yeah. these stupid jokes, in these, well, in anti-immigrant um, stances. When in... Trump went up there and said, when Mexico yeah. is or Mexico's not sending their best, they're sending thieves. Mm-hmm. That is synonymous for delinquent, which was yeah. the word used in the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not sending their best. That I think you can replace that with feeble-mindedness. Like, yeah. literally, the, this... Uh, yeah. It's the same shit. Different year, same shit. Always the same shit with these fucking people, man. Yeah. And there are countless survivors of these sterilizations that uh, took place at these homes. Um, So I have like a few of them to share. I'm not going to share all of them because it's insane. Like, I mean, there's so many. Yeah, countless. Yeah. So um, the first one I'm going to talk about is Andrea and Sara Rosas Garcia. So at age 19, Andrea Rosas Garcia had been recommended for sterilization by the California state authorities. She had been found to be feeble-minded, and this warranted the reproductive surgery. She had been designated as a ward of the state due to her school truancy and her sexual dalliances, which is literally just another word for relationships. Oh. She was 19, though. I mean, she was allowed to have sex if she wanted, right? And this isn't something her, like, mom did. So she was an adult. Uh Uh-huh. But she was taken to court. I mean, maybe she was like a super senior. That yeah. I think that those are my thoughts. But she was she was sent to court for this. And then her guardianship was like she was like no longer in the hands of her in the care of her mom. The court was like, you're a ward of the state. Well, now. That, yeah. Forcing her into uh, I think she went to. Pacific Colony, so the one in Pomona, California, uh, there. Um, She was found to have the IQ of 46, which then placed her in the feeble-minded category. 
But none of this, none of this, none of these tests, nothing. Mean anything? First of all, mean anything, but take into account that the school system uh, was segregated and Mexicans were receiving by far worse well, education. That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, okay, they they put you in subpar schools with, like, I don't know, 50 kids to one teacher, even yeah. back then, right? Mm-hmm. They, they make come up from immigrant families that only speak Spanish. Right. The test is given in English. And then, yeah, they make up these arbitrary terms, uh, expectations of how smart someone should be Uh without taking into account that there's, like, many different kinds of intelligence. Yes. And, yeah, without taking into account people's first language. Yeah, so her placement in Pacific Colony ensured her sterilization, basically. Like, it was automatic, almost. Oh, my God. Her mother, Sara Rosas Garcia, opposed the procedure uh, and sued the state of California in 1939. And I think she's the first who sued the, the state of California. These sterilizations didn't happen. Like, people didn't just sit by and let them happen. Mexicans were the group that opposed them the most. They often went through the Catholic organization, like, of the area to try mm-hmm. and fight these sterilizations. Many times it didn't result in anything. The procedures still happened. Sometimes they won and the procedures didn't happen. Usually this was the case for men. Because I'm focusing <laughs> on women, but men were sterilized too. And so a lot of times the men that got, you know, their... Uh, uh, Catholic priests involved who then mm-hmm. would write a letter. They even got, some people got Mexican government involved in um, in Mexico, like the, the consulado mm-hmm. to fight this. And there's thousands and thousands of letters uh, up opposing these mm. sterilizations. Again, many, many, many still happened. She was the first one to sue officially. So she uh, she was no longer her guardian um, due to her becoming the ward of a ward of the state, but uh, and so she didn't have the legal power to be like yes no. They still often ignore this anyway. But uh, a little bit about her. Uh-huh. No, I'm just like oh <laughs> yeah, I know it's horrible all of it. So a little bit about her, um, Sara Rosas Garcia. Uh, wait, mm-hmm. sorry. So when the when they would become ward of the states. Would the parents be appointed attorneys to, like, oppose this shit at all? No. Hmm. Not at all. So, Sara Rosas Garcia was a widow with eight other kids. The youngest was two, and Andrea was 19. She was the oldest? Yes, she was the oldest. After becoming a widow, the family moved to Boyle Heights in L.A. Mm. So, and this is just all kind of to, like kind of show the background because like Boyle Heights historically is a Mexican neighborhood now becoming gentrified right so and just the size of the family so um where they live the economic background the size Mm -hmm. of the family basically the the Pacific Colony was like this family's unfit so the sterilization is even more qualified now because of where she comes from, who her family is. They were considered all feeble-minded and unfit. So, uh, yeah, this was more fuel to qualify and Andrea for the procedure. 
um, despite all of this, Sara Rosas Garcia sued the state. She found a lawyer named uh, David C. Marcus, and he took her case pro bono. And um, he was an advocate advocate for the Mexican-American community. He was actually uh, the main lawyer in the school segregation case, Mendez oh. versus Westminster. Mm-hmm. And he um, his his caseload was uh, filled with civil rights um, stuff. And he took he not sought out, but he took all these cases because his wife is Mexican. Oh, <laughs> so he had like his. He had a it was personal for him. Well, I'm I'm glad because there's a lot of white men out there with Latina wives, partners who do nothing <laughs> or who perpetuate these stupid stereotypes. Yes. Yeah. Too many of them. Ooh, I have a fiery Latina at home. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Fight you. Tell me we get me started. Yeah. Well, we've already started, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> I hear that. And I'm like, first of all. Why this, do you want to be perceived This is the thing that this. pisses me off about white Latinas because yeah. they, they, you know, they are perceived as white women. They walk around the world as white women and then they go cry. <laughs> oh, no, I think I'm Latina. <laughs> okay, lucky you, bitch. <laughs> and then they perpetuate the stereotypes when they finally want to be Mexican or yes, Latina. Yeah, all of a yeah. sudden they want to embrace the culture. All of a sudden... Like Bad Bunny said, and they want to learn <laughs> Spanish, and then they want to act all no, fiery and, you know, and, they and describe themselves as jalapenos. Like shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. They can, they can learn Spanish. They can no, try yeah. And connect I'm just saying, like everything. Combined what they shouldn't do is, is perpetuate, perpetuate these stereotypes. Yes, yeah. Oh, I'm a fiery Latina jalapeno hot sauce in, in their IG bio. I'm a fiery Latina with attitude and all comfort. Shut up, bitch. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. up. <laughs> yeah. I just like they don't know yeah. what it's like to be fetishized. Yeah. Because and to be looked at as an object. When I first heard like, oh, I have to watch out. You're going to get pregnant. Like because Mexicans just get. I was like, that's weird. But I didn't know any of this history. Mm-hmm. And I was being fetish. Fetish. I can't say the word. Fetishized. Yeah. Fetish, fetishized. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, do all of that. Um, so yeah, he took upon he took a lot of these cases because his wife was Mexican. His kids, those were his stepkids. They were all Mexican. Um, he had a child with his wife, and so you know, it was he was one of the good ones. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, so in the petition, um, he argued that this was a violation of the Fourteenth Amendment, and it violated the fundamental and inalienable rights of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness which honestly have never applied to anyone but white people yeah <laughs> they're but like that was, they probably uh, took one look at him they're like oh that's not for them so we're not yeah, really violating yeah. it <laughs> so um and he also said that this violated equal protection and due process that was guaranteed by both the federal constitution and the california constitution the case was lost how yeah, it went up against because of what you said. The I, they, I know they said no, that's not for them. That's for white oh people. Oh my god, I can't. Yeah, it went up against a three judge panel, and two of them, without comment, just ruled against Sara Sara Rosas Garcia, and one did rule in favor of her. He concurred with the petition, and he issued a dissent on how this was 
a violation of due process. Um, but he was just one. And the other two were just like... So majority. Yeah. So it's unclear if her steril sterilization did go through. There are documents, like the paper that is recommending her for the procedure exists. And it, there's a date on it. But there's no follow-up paper saying oh, okay. it happened. So it's it's unclear. However, she didn't have children. And, you know, if she didn't, she wasn't operated and she didn't want children, that's, you know, totally yeah. on her. But if it wasn't her choice, then that's... Yeah. Then, and it did go through, you know, super fucked up. But she had... She did marry. She stayed with her husband. She had a happy full life. Both Sandra and Andrea are buried in the Santa Maria Cemetery. Because, you know, this was a long time ago. <laughs> so yeah. um, that was like one story where the outcome... Even if the surgery did happen, she she was happy. That was an outlier. That was not the norm. So the following is Mary Franco. So like I said, many cases didn't turn out like Andrea Garcia. So Mary Franco was 13. Some sources say 14. When she was placed in the Pomona, uh, Pomona California Pacific Colony Institute. The same one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Pacific Colony. Mm-hmm. So she was 13 when she was placed there. So young. Yeah. So she was deemed feeble-minded and sexually deviant. However, she was being sexually abused by her neighbor. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. I can't stand And that, <laughs> that was her deviance, that she was being to be abused. abused. Yeah. Um, and it's unclear. Like, some sources say her parents placed her there. However, the majority of the cases, it was forced so and if they had, they might have not understood what yeah. it actually happens there. Oh, 100%. just like now with the those teen camps and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just, we're so horrible to people. <laughs> yeah. And children. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And parents. <laughs> Everyone except <laughs> white men. White people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, her parents didn't know that by placing her at Pacific Colony, they were signing off on this procedure. Two months after being institutionalized, her fallopian tubes were removed. Decades later, this still haunts the family. There's still shame. Did she know? Like, so I'm so how much did they tell? Because I know you said that people like fought it and stuff, but I'm like, I'm wondering how much they told like the, a 13 year old girl about what the surgery was for. Like, did she know that's what was happening? Oh, you know, I can't find information on that. However, she knew she couldn't have kids later. Oh, okay. Um, because she tried, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how much they told her at the time that they did this procedure. She probably, if she tried, she didn't Some know. Some people were told that they were having cysts removed. Oh, see, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. So that part, I don't know with her her specific case. But yeah, so two months into the into the institution, her fallopian tubes were removed. And decades later, this still haunts the family. They don't talk about it. There's a lot of shame. And I can't uh, imagine. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah. It's like they uh, did. The, unknowingly, they did this and signed off on it. Yeah. And I did read one one source that said her family put her in the home to get her away from the neighbor. That is so horrible. It's horrible. So some sources say she was forcibly removed for being truant and sexually deviant. Others say they put her there to keep her safe away from the neighbor. Either way, it's horrible. Yeah. So at 18, she got married, but her husband left her because um, she couldn't have kids. 
So her great niece now is like a huge advocate for the survivors of all this. Um, her name is Stacy Cordova Diaz. And she has stated that Mary Franco always felt like no one ever wanted to be with her. She was super lonely, even though she was like the life of the party. <laughs> That's what she said, which I'm like, that's nice. But she was still very lonely and felt unwanted because she couldn't have children. And she never attended family baby showers because it was like traumatizing. Well, imagine. Yeah. Oh, my God. And she faced health complications from the botched surgery. Um, like so on bleeding. top of doing these things, they fucking were doing a horrible sur- like a horrible yes. job at the surgeries. Mm-hmm. And yeah, her family still doesn't speak much about it. There's a lot of shame. Uh, in 2021, California approved compensation of up to 25,000 for survivors. Um, some like Mary, Mary Franco have passed away and will not see that money. Mm-hmm. But her niece, Stacey Cordova Diaz, has said it's not about the money. It's about keeping the legacy of her aunt alive. To know that she was a part of something bigger, of a movement that was seeking justice. Um, because only the direct survivors will get the compensation. Family members don't. I feel like they should. They should because it, get something. it when one member of your family is hurt. That causes her for the whole family. Like you talked about her family being ashamed and carrying all this guilt with them. Yeah. And then you have this guilt and you carry it with you. You you pass it on. Um, generational. Yeah. Generational trauma. Yeah. It leaves real. Yeah. I mean, it's real. It's real. So, yeah, I feel like they should be compensated. Yeah. All of them. But, you know, like I said, sterilizations have continued. I'm going to dive into the 1970 ones next time I cover this. Oh, I thought you were going to do that right now. (laughs) No, that would be too much. There's so much. I still have to watch the documentary. (laughs) And I'm also going to touch a little bit about this. I think we've talked about it before, you and I. But our mom, I mean, we're 90s babies and our brother too, right? And... Um, someone that I know on TikTok made a video talking about how he he is from 94, the guy who made this video. Um, I heard, I'll put him his his TikTok handle in the show notes because I don't remember his TikTok handle right now. But he made a video, but he was talking about how when his baby brother was going to be born, he was like maybe eight or nine something like that so this was like well into the 2000s already but when his baby brother was going to be born doctors would tell his mom again and again like this baby is going to be mentally retarded and i know you can't say that now but that's literally what they were telling moms that's like their words yeah yes you should abort the baby you should end the pregnancy end the pregnancy and in the comments, there was like hundreds and hundreds of comments in his video, along with my own, because my mm-hmm. our mom, um, she was told the same stuff. I mean, yeah, they would tell her that we were going to be conjoined, yeah. that we were going to be born without limbs, like horrible stuff. Um, trying to and, convince yeah. her to either, um, yeah, have an abortion or give us up after we were born. Yeah. Or, and then when our brother was born and she had both of us, then they told her that would be too much for her, that she wouldn't be able to take care of us and that she should give us up <laughs> or him. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, and I'm like, what is up with that? But like this mention of bringing up again and again that this baby's going to have syndrome of the Downs, Down syndrome. Yeah. It 
I mean, and that is eugenics in and of itself, Yes, you know, and I know that like some people make those choices for themselves when they do, you know, Mm -hmm. but to have a a whole healthcare system, but to be told, yes, yeah, pressuring, yeah, a bunch of moms to do this because supposedly this thing is going to happen. Yeah. And and like I tried looking for more stories, you know, like maybe covering this and I can't find any. But if you look at the comments of his video, it's full of the stuff. And I'm going to dive into that a little more when I cover the 1970s um, cases from the No Mas Bebes documentary. I think. Oh, I did want to know also that, um, you know, they weren't just. They were trying to fight the sterilizations like Mexicans were the group of people that tried to fight against these the most, as you could see with with Sara and, and Andrea, a lot of people, a lot of parents. There's like thousands of letters saying, like, I don't give my permission for this. And they still happened. But you could see that they didn't want this to happen. Like, yeah, you know, they didn't because some people are like, why did this? Why do they let this happen or whatever, you know? Well, imagine being one person against the state. <laughs> like, that's not, you know, usually going to work yeah. out in yeah, the Yeah, exactly. Favor. Yeah. And yeah, this this is just one portion of how eugenics shaped California. But <sighs> if you read Eugenic Nation, you'll see how the entire country, the immigration policy, literally the dirty Mexican um, trope, the or stereotype national parks uh were eugenic yeah in in um their creation like so much stuff i definitely recommend the book um like i said though it is a little dry (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's uh it's very important um topics that i feel like just are not very talked about and even if you think you know there's so it's so much worse than you thought you knew (laughs) um and this what I'm um, like, I ha- already mentioned sterilization sterilizations have continued well into 2020, as we learned with the um, nurse that came out and came yeah. forward and said what happened. But there was a prominent OB doctor in L.A. County. Uh, and this is from the 1970s cases. But he was is this the one from heard- the movie that we watched. Yeah. So oh, okay. this guy, um, the the and the LA County um healthcare system was frequently overheard by nurses and staff saying like, um, how they can how he how low we can cut the birth rate of the Negro and Mexican populations in LA County, and he literally said that, and people heard him. That was his goal, like, and. This OB personally oversaw a hundred non-consensual tubal ligations in the nineteen sixties. My God! And this is just one, yeah. And see, this is a thing. Like, this is why there is a mistrust from people mm-hmm. of color towards like medical, yeah, the medical institution and med and medical places, right? And why, uh, on top of like you know ha- uh, having lower incomes, less in, uh, rates like of, of insurance coverage and stuff. Yes, but that's one of the reasons why um, people of color don't seek out medical care and then end up having like higher rates of, you know, medical conditions and um, terminal like illnesses and things like that, that they don't care for. And then they end up going to the emergency room because they don't have a regular doctor because they don't trust the doctors. So that's the thing that pisses me off about (laughs) 
about these stupid fucking QAnon people. Yeah. I'm like, you fucking shitheads. You because have never they- <laughs> been discriminated against. Yeah. These- in a, a systemic way. Yeah. You have no reason, no reason to, distrust. to mistrust yeah. the medical mm-hmm. institutions or vaccines. Nothing yeah. has ever happened to your ancestors against the, their fucking consent. Yeah. Like they and have for people yeah. of color for yeah. centuries. And here you are being a stupid fucking shithead. Yeah. And it doesn't even go that far back. Like, it, no, it goes to all. last year. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't believe it. I mean, like, like yeah. you want to be oppressed so bad bitch like no, seriously don't. <laughs> uh yeah exactly fake fake oppression like <laughs> shut up oh Made my up god shit. and have you heard the shit about that stupid country singer's wife no okay so the country singer is jason aldean or i don't know how to oh, say yeah, his yeah. Name i, know who I think it is, is. Aldean. yeah mm-hmm. and first of all he's ugly as fuck um and he cheated on his wife um with Wait. his new wife his wife. So his first wife was Miranda Lambert, who's another country singer. Okay, I've heard the what name. What do I know so much about this? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and um, so he cheated on his first wife with his current wife. I think Brittany is her name. And of course her name's Brittany. No mm-hmm. offense to you um, other Britneys out there. <laughs> but this p- particular Brittany. Leave Brittany Spears alone. No. <laughs> So yeah, he cheated on his first wife with his current wife. And lately, I guess there was some drama because she um, made some transphobic comments. And then this other country singer, whose name I don't remember, um, commented on her shit and basically was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you transphobic bitch? But I don't know specifically what she said. <laughs> yeah. She didn't say that, but she said something no, yeah. like calling her okay. out. So then there was like a feud going on. And also this girl, I'm mean, this lady, Brittany lady, uh, Jason Eldian's, Eldian's wife. Mm-hmm. made shirts that what does it say it's like a QAnon slogan before our children oh no not what? QAnon. it's um <gasps> you know that don't don't tread on me thing it says like don't tread on our children or something like that don't tread on our kids and it's like pink like cutesy and it's gross mm. it's disgusting like wow. nobody is treading on your children nobody has ever treaded you know whose children are getting treaded on people of color's mm. children yeah. you know who's actually being affected like because every everybody should have a right to have a family right yeah yeah and you, you know what their income doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. i know like there's a lot of people out there like oh poor people shouldn't have kids if you can't afford them you know what that's another eugenic talking point Yes, it is. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, everyone has a right to make decisions about their health, their reproductive, yeah. I don't know, rights. Um yeah. and if they want children, they should be able to have children. Okay, I'm not I'm I'm like rambling now. My point is <laughs> that fuck this Britney lady. <laughs> she she's stupid. Okay. They're I see. little don't tread yeah. on my children bullshit. Your children are not treaded on, I guarantee you that. You fucking rich yeah. white woman. <laughs> get out of here (laughs) no you're right you're right though um and to close this out this uh sentiment can still be heard today like i said earlier you can hear that in the um white replacement theory you can hear that in the you know all these talking points that i've already mentioned that we're all tired of hearing where first of all most uh, migrants are not even from mexico these days um Mm -hmm. the majority are Central American. But you know what? Everyone is Mexican to them. Haitian. It doesn't matter to them. 
Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter to them. Um, so then they'll say, you know, these same talking points, these same old, tired talking points that we heard in 1900 about how they're yeah. having anger babies, about how they're all thieves, they're all rapists, they're all... When it's like, look at your own people. <laughs> God. Exactly. Who who pillaged this country, committed <laughs> genocide, killed babies, raped women? You yeah. guys. <laughs> exactly you did yeah and And it was in a shower you guys (laughs) and they're still as we could hear at the beginning of this episode they are still not showering they're still not washing their hands (laughs) (laughs) they're shaking people's hands (laughs) they're out here in the public touching everything (laughs) with their dirty hands Trying to shake our hands. <laughs> Bitch, I wash my hands. Don't touch me. Oh, my God. Oh, what a good laugh. Um, Yeah, good way to end the episode. Wait, you know, um, we needed uh-huh. this laugh because yeah, this did. is truly depressing thing. Horrific stuff. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I'm just going to get more horrific in the next time I cover this. <laughs> it just, I just, I can't, I can't believe it. And like, at the end of the day, it all ties to... I mean, everything is mm-hmm. like all tied together. And I'm just like, yeah. just leave us alone. <laughs> just leave us alone. <laughs> Let us live. Leave everyone alone. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, this is a good place to call it a day and <laughs> yeah. go have some ice cream to feel better <laughs> or something because this is maddening stuff. Um, so, yeah, thanks for making it this far if you made it this far. <laughs> if you're not crying in the corner, <laughs> you will. <laughs> I'm going to go cry in the corner right now. Me too. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, before you cry in the corner, maybe share this episode with a friend. So you can be mad together because there's yeah. nothing like being in anger with someone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, and we'll catch everyone next week. Um, bye. Bye.